Now, last week, if you were here, we talked about grave clothes. And the grave clothes was on, you, Sister Cherry had me laughing in the car. The grave clothes was on Lazarus. And the last time we left off, Jesus said, y'all loose him and let him go. And Lazarus did not allow any grave clothes to stop him from living out what God was saying. On the outside, Jesus was saying, Lazarus, come forth. On the inside, his situation said, you can't move. Jesus was life outside. Lazarus was in a grave. But the grave didn't determine Lazarus' situation. The voice of God did. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me in this place, but I feel like I'm going to preach the paint off the wall. And I need the paint to stay on (laughs) the wall. But if y'all would help me preach this morning, yes, yes. oh my gosh, listen, I am a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, yes. And whatever he says is what it is. Yes. Let every man be alive, yes. but let God's word be true. Yes. Amen. Yes, yes. I don't want to stray from the story. I want to pick up where I left off and continue telling the story. Amen. Amen. Now, I was searching for titles because this wonderful woman next to me, <laughs> she likes the titles. Yes. So I, I, I contemplated two titles. Good. So you got two today. No, it's going to be one, oh, but okay. I'm going to tell you the other one. Okay. I, I texted the media department last night because they asked me for the title of the message. Right. And I sent them and I said, the title of my message today is mm. Let It Die. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of how they reacted. Like, woo, no. Like, I don't, and then I I, I, I said, nah. Mm. That could work. But then the Lord hit me with another one. Now, the other one ain't as controversial (laughs) as the first one. Right, because that one hit right there. I don't know how that hit, you know what I mean? Y'all like, let it die? Come on, somebody shout, let it die. I run, I run. Yes. All right, so we got two titles today. We're going to let it die. But the right. other one, the other title is Plant It. Which one y'all want to run with? Yeah, but let it die is like, you know, Y'all ain't going to pick my title for me. It's my sermon. Amen. Hallelujah. We're going to go. Plant It, Let It Die. All right. They both is going to mean the same thing in a minute. God is good. If you were with me on Friday night, we started talking about the seed. I got a bunch of seed in a bag here. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to talk about this in a minute. Hallelujah. And Jesus said something about it. You know, uh, on Friday night, I was telling the church that everything starts with a seed. If you want a great outcome, don't look at the outcome, look at the seed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The farm could never bring forth what was never planted. Come on, tell your neighbor, it starts with a seed. A lot of people want a great harvest, but they don't want to do a lot of planting. Hallelujah. I make no mistakes about it. You are constantly planting seeds, and seeds are constantly being planted into your life. Right. And we're going to talk about that today. 
Hallelujah. But the story left off where Jesus said to Lazarus, uh, 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 loose him and let him go. Right. He was bounded up in grave clothes. Mm -hmm. And the story went on from there that the Jews saw Lazarus alive. Mm -hmm. And this is what happened after that. After he was loose, everybody came and said, this is crazy. Yeah. He just brought a dead man who was dead for four days yeah. back to life. Mm -hmm. Now y'all know how that was. The other night there was uh, sirens in front of our house oh, yeah. after we got offline. Mm -hmm. And the sirens just kept going off. And, and like the true Jamaica Queens people we are. <laughs> we got to see what's going yeah, we on. We got to see what's going on. <laughs> Come on, I'm not the only one. And I, I was the only one on that block. I, I came outside and I said, Sherry, we got to change. We can't continue to live. Like I came out and said, what's going on? And it was cop car after police car after police car. And then I started getting word. I said, they might be chasing somebody. He might run up on me. So I went back inside. That got nothing to do with the message. The point of that was whenever something spectacular is happening, it draws people. And people begun to come. To see what's going on. Right. And the Bible says this, y'all. The Bible says that every time people came and they saw Lazarus, they begun to believe in Jesus. Oh, How man. many of you know that when people see what God yes. has done in your life? Yes, yes. You see, sometimes we think evangelism is being able to tell them the scientific reasons why God exists. Right, right. Sometimes we want to be able to break down the deep mysteries and know all the theology. Old school folk knew this better than new school people. New school mm. people want to get into the marketplace of logics and all of that. Right. You see, you can argue logics all day. Logic has never changed anybody. It's true. It's true. You can prove. Listen, first of all, I can prove to you God exists right now. I can prove to you there's something behind all of this. Yeah. When you go to math class, what they teach you? They tell you nothing from nothing equals Nothing. Come on, Nothing. some some people failed math in this. Yeah, we thought it was here. a trick question. It's, it's not a trick question. <laughs> right, right, right. Zero plus zero equals zero. Zero minus zero equals zero. Will you ever get anything out of zero? No. But then you go to science class and they told you that the world came out of zero. Right. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me in here. Yeah. You know, I wish I could go back to school now with the confidence I'd be like, hold on. No, 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 no. I just learned, math teacher. <laughs> Said nothing can't come from nothing. But how many know it is only God who could push his hands into yes. nothing? Yes. And speak, hallelujah, hallelujah. and something appears. Yes. We didn't come from nothing. God made us. Yes. I am not above the apes. Right. I am a little lower than the, the angels. angels. Yes. Y'all yes. yes. ain't saying nothing to me in here. And so when you take away from mankind that he was divinely made, man has no purpose. Yeah. And so now man is left to make it up yep. as he goes along. That's what we've got going on in the yes. world today. Nobody wants God because God comes with, you've got to submit to my authority. Right. And people would rather make it up. And so new school want to explain all the logics of why God exists. You can explain till you're blue in the face. It is not a man's logics that is saved. Right. It is his spirit. Spirit. Yes. And one of the things that old school used to do was just show up and say, let me tell you what I used to yes. do. I was a drug dealer. Yep. I used to be on the corner. Y'all ain't under. Yes. I used to, I was, yep. I was hooked on this. I was, this was, and some day yes. I heard about a man named Jesus yes. 
and I just decided to cry out to him and he touched my heart. I can't explain it. I can't tell you what happened, but I knew that I was changed because I no longer had the appetite for certain things. And the things I used to do when I ran to it, I would try to do it, but I walked away feeling what is called conviction. And God says, even though you are permitted to do that, everything that is permissible is not beneficial. And I begun to fall in love with a God. And your life story can make a difference in somebody else. The problem is a lot of us are not telling our stories anymore. The world has found a way to silence the Jesus in you. Uh, I don't know. Maybe silence the Jesus in you. That's why y'all are quiet. But I choose to believe that I may have one or two people watching online who said, I don't care what they say. I don't care what laws they make. You ain't never going to silence what he has done in my life. You know, they used to say this, Stacey. The joy that I have. The world didn't give it. Yes. Yes. Don't say nothing to me. And because the world didn't give it, the world cannot take it away. Hallelujah. Ah, God, I know I'm 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 going ahead of myself today, but they 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 begun to they begun to look and the Pharisees saw, because you know the Pharisees don't want Jesus to be popping. Because imagine that the people who should love Jesus don't want Jesus to be known. The people who should be celebrating him are not celebrating. Let it never be said of the people who should celebrate him that we don't celebrate him. That's why I have no, listen, I understand everybody's personality different. Mine is loudness. I am a very loud brother. So what I'm going to do is express how I love him. Yes. And so they begun to sit back and some of the Pharisees said, We got to do something about this. And look what the Bible says in in, uh, John chapter 11, verse 48. If we let him go on like this, everyone will believe in him. And then the Romans will come uh, 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 and take away both our temple and our nation. So this is the Pharisees thinking. They showed up and they saw Lazarus. They saw this. Then brother said, meeting. (laughs) Some of them said, Amen. Mm. We just can't let them go around saving people and bringing people back to life. We got to put a stop to the saving. And that's what the devil want to do. We got to put a stop. And the crazy thing is this is the church talking. This is the church talking about stopping Jesus. It is the church that is fighting to come back to church. Listen, I'm a pastor. When I meet with people... People are going to Walmart, like Walmart is craving. Walmart, <laughs> let me tell y'all something, Walmart is turned up. Yes. You go to Walmart, it's like, hey, this is where we all at, huh? Yes. The pandemic never touched Walmart. And Home Depot. And Home Depot. Yes. Home Depot is always packed. <laughs> Come on, y'all. The wall is marted and the home is depotted. That ain't made no sense. But y'all know what I meant, though. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Yeah. And then when you talk to believers about going, you know, it's not, it's yeah. not, it's not safe. Yeah. It seems like the only place we gonna die is in church. Wow. Come on, come people, come. Oh. Come yeah. Yeah. 
I tell you what, one day we all will die. Mm -hmm. You better know what the church is preaching. Right. Yes. <laughs> now, that doesn't mean we don't operate in safety and all that right. stuff. Yeah. But it, it, it is the people of God. Right. We must never get so comfortable. See, see this, this rolling over and watching church? It is deceptive. Because now you got options. You ain't, I'm going to come out of that space. That ain't even what I want to talk about. No, no, let me, no, let me, no. I'm coming out of that space. Maybe someone is rolling over right now. Well, God bless you. Wake up. You see, y'all got to come. Y'all got to come experience Church City Live. So check this out. This is what they said. They said, if we let him go on like this, everybody going to believe in him. And then they tell you the problem with everybody believing in him. Their problem is, if everybody believes in him, then the Romans, who they were under control by, they were controlled by, will now come and take away our temple and our nation. So why is that significant? Because the Pharisees ain't looking at Jesus. They looking at the and control. Money and power. Money and power. And when people got money and power, they think they no longer need Jesus. And the reason they are getting ready to try to silence Jesus is political. I done lost the room. And half, oh, y'all ain't hearing me. So, so people who think politics don't uh, uh, affect church, they are spiritual wickedness in high places. They are in your music industry. They are in your Netflix. They are, I just lost my Netflix deal. <laughs> See, when you love Jesus, you lose a lot of things. They are in your, I'm just going to say your corporate America. They are in your political arenas and there are people who want to silence Jesus because if they keep talking about how good he is, more people might believe in him. But I want you to know, yes. I don't know about you. Yes. I know that not every Christian might be up to this. Yes. But I just need a few to say, the more he does in me, yes. is the more I'm going to shout about yes. it. Amen. 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 Come on, somebody. Yes. Has God been good to anybody? Yes. Come on. Absolutely. It wasn't your alarm clock that woke you up today. You, Come on, somebody. Has God brought you out of something today? Absolutely. And he's brought me out of so much, y'all. I mean, from depression to yes. things that were meant to kill me. Yes. God turned it around. Yeah. I didn't even know I came from humble backgrounds. Right. Didn't even know nothing about business. Yeah. Found out that everything that I was doing was working was actually good business. Yep. They said, how did you know this so young? Mm. I didn't. Yes. It was a God that gives wisdom to those who ask. Yeah. They started telling yes. me the names of what the business principle is. Right. I said, I've been doing that. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. How many of you know? See, they got names for it out there. The Bible calls sowing and reaping. Hallelujah. Right. You started finding scriptures and yes. saying, okay, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Yes. So I yes. must change my thinking. Right. They start having classes and charging you for it. Yes. The Bible done gave it to you for free. free. You know everything they teach you in these classes. The Bible, will, the Bible is filled with yes. things that can change your life. And they said... If we allow Jesus to continue to do this, everybody going to believe in him. And I believe that if the church, yes, yes, because people are looking for hope. Yes. Right, they are. 
People are looking for hope. You can't find it in Washington. Where are you going to find hope? And they're looking for hope. And the hope is found in Jesus Christ. And the Bible says, they said, we got to do something. And so some of them said, all right, well, um, this is what they said, right? Mm. They said, they started saying, what we going to do? We got to figure this out. Mm. And then Caiaphas, Mm. who's going to be a big name that you must remember because he's the high priest. Mm. He got up and he said, what's wrong with y'all? We can't just do anything what we specifically need to do is not destroy the nation. We can't let the whole nation go down. Mm. We've got to stop it. But really, should the whole nation go down or just this one man? And what he specifically said was, one man should die for the nation. <laughs> and then the Bible says this. Right after he said that, the Bible says, it was not him who was saying that, but God who allowed him yes. to say. See, yes. he thought he was saying something right. mean. Yes. But the Bible says that God allowed him because he's the high priest. You just can't say anything yep. as the high priest. Yep. And when he said it, the Bible says God allowed him to say that because he had no idea that Jesus was getting ready to die not only for the nation, but for the world. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. So Caiaphas had a plot. And then you get to John chapter 12, and the Bible says it was the Passover. Y'all remember Passover? Uh, It's no coincidence that Jesus is dying at the time of Passover. Well, what is Passover for some of you who might not know? Mm. Passover is exactly what it says. (laughs) Passover. It comes from that. The Bible says that when the children of Israel were getting delivered out of Egypt, Mm. the Bible says God says, I'm going to let Pharaoh know that I am God. You see, the, the Egyptians believed that Pharaoh, his body housed God. They believed he was a God. Mm. And every God they worship, God said, I'm going to send a plague and I'm, I'm going to demolish everything the Egyptians believe. And God sent his final plague that says, I am basically the God who controls life and death. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You see, we talk a lot about his grace, but we don't never talk about his wrath. And the Bible said that God told the children of Israel, make sure you go inside the house. Because if you are caught outside of the house, let me tell you what that means to me. The house represents the house of the Lord God, the kingdom, the body of Christ. The body of Christ, make sure you are in the house because when God gets ready to move his mighty hands and make no mistakes about it, there's coming a time that he will. You better be sure that you are in the house and not just any house, but a house that specifically has the blood. Yes, yes, yes. Why blood? Why blood? Blood. People often say, I don't believe the Bible because it's a a book filled with blood. Mm. It's got bloodshed all over it and sacrifices. And why y'all so bloody? Mm. They don't understand. You see, the first time blood was ever shed, Mm. hallelujah, it was in Genesis. 
when God made man and man sinned, hallelujah, and he fell, the Bible says the sin caused them something went wrong in their mind. Here was two perfect human beings who suddenly when they fell began to feel like we are naked and ashamed and hide. And how many know that's exactly what sin does to you? Sin, sin has the allure that come here. We will fulfill your desire. Eve, did God say that? No. If you actually do it, this is what will come. Mm. And then when you are full in sin, you begin to realize, I don't like this. I don't like where I've ended up. Mm. And they begun to feel naked and ashamed and they cut trees and they begun to hide themselves. And God said, where are you, Adam? Adam said, I'm here. And he said, "Uh, uh, 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 I'm naked. Who told you? You were naked. Because he felt the shame of sin, God said, give me the branches. And for the first time, something died. So that another man can live. Y'all got that? And he killed the first animal and took the clothing and put it on the man. That's why blood was shed. Blood is shed in the Bible because you and I, without it, we're naked and ashamed. But that blood wasn't good enough. The blood kept coming down the line and it got to Egypt and he said, Get in the house and make sure the house has some blood on the doorpost. It didn't matter who was in the house. It mattered what was on the house's door. And he said, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. Let me tell you something. It is not your intellect that's going to cause God to allow you access into heaven. It is not all the things that you're chasing. It is not your business. It is not how much you got in your bank account. It is not what you've attained. I know we live in America that it's always got you on the grind. Get more, get more, chase more. No matter what you chase on planet earth, it will never allow you access into the kingdom. The only reason you are going to heaven was not because of how fly you look or how good you did your Come on, somebody. It ain't who you know. It ain't all of that stuff that the world tell you. The only reason God don't crush humanity is because he saw the blood. And I don't know what you thank him for today. Hallelujah. But I thank him for the blood of Jesus that was shed. Hallelujah. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me in this place. Online, maybe you feeling it today. I could thank him for my car. I could thank him for my home. I could thank him for so many other things. And trust me, they are blessing. But if it had not been for the blood, I would just be a naked, ashamed man with a house, with a car, feeling all the effects of depression and depravity. But it was the blood, hallelujah, that gave me strength, that gave me, oh God. And Jesus chose to die the time they're remembering blood. There's no accidents in the kingdom. And it was close to Passover. So what happens at Passover? Crowds from everywhere come to Jerusalem. 
This is a big deal, y'all. This is the march on Washington. Mm. Let me back up. Let me back up. <laughs> this is the march on Jamaica. I don't got no march, right? Hallelujah. This, this is March. This is big. All right. It's big, y'all. This is the Super Bowl. This, you understand what I'm saying? People are trying to come from everywhere to Jerusalem around this time. And the thing is, Bethany, the town where Lazarus was healed, is two miles from there. So there ain't a person coming into Jerusalem who, whenever they sit down somewhere for dinner, they hanging out for breakfast, all of a sudden, did you hear about Lazarus? Imagine your story can have such an impact that everybody is transformed because of what he did in your life. And they kept saying, have you, have you heard about that? And so everybody was taking, they, you know, like when you go on vacation and the, 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 they always get me. As soon as you land up, they, they say, hey, welcome to our town. Yeah. You know, you got to go see. Yeah. Anybody ever paid for that trip? Y'all yeah. ain't helped. Anybody ever paid for that trip? And you went and you saw it? Yes. Well, that was the situation here. While you're in Jerusalem, make sure you check out Bethany. We got a dead man who came back to life. Yeah, he did. Go see him. Hallelujah. And so everybody was hearing about this. And the Bible says it was a couple days, six days before the Passover. And watch this. Jesus was chilling in Mary, Martha, and Lazarus' house. Mm. Now, the thing about this family is people believe they were a wealthy family. Mm. I don't know. Wasn't there. But I'll tell you why they believe that. They, they believe because, because this dinner, they were having a dinner now mm. in honor of Jesus. Mm. And the Bible says that Jesus was there at the table and Lazarus was reclining at the table. Look at Lazarus. Chilling. Look at that, ain't that God? You see, when you know Jesus, you can recline. Yeah. And the Bible says Lazarus was reclining at the table. Guess what Martha was doing? Can anybody guess? Can you guess? She was working and serving and doing what Martha does best. How are they going to eat? And Mary was missing. Where but the Bible Mary? says that Jesus was there at the table. Lazarus was reclining. Martha was taking care of all of the guests and the housework. Mm. And they were having a conversation. And remember the last time we saw Mary? Mm. Mary had a little, yeah. she had a little, little issue. She was mad a little bit. She said, if you were here, my brother wouldn't have died. And then Jesus brought him back to life. And now it's all good again. Anybody ever been mad at Jesus and he fixing you like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yes. Should have never doubted yes. you. And they're <laughs> reclining. The disciples are in the room. People trying to get into this dinner. This is the hottest ticket in the town, y'all. Right. Everybody's coming. To, and Bethany, mm. paparazzi outside. <laughs> and the Pharisees are there, too. Now, I'm not over-exaggerating it. Well, there's no paparazzi, but, <laughs> you know, there were people there that wanted to see. They wanted to meet this Jesus. They wanted to see this Lazarus. Mm -hmm. And the Bible says that while they were all doing this, Mary walks back into the room. Mm -hmm. And 
Mary has something in her hands. Now, 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 you don't get the significance of this because you don't understand what this is worth. This is your brand new Tesla you just bought. It's worth as much. This is the entire year's salary you would make. Not a month, not one week. This is not your tithe. This is all the money you have made last year. This jar is worth it. Now, you just, don't, you just don't have that hanging around. And you just don't house all these people. So, so people believed that the house was big right. and that th this, this family had some money. Right. Mary says, what he is worth to me? I don't know how she, what she did to get that. The Bible said it was nard. Don't exactly sound like Calvin Klein. <laughs> but nard was your... And you know what's funny? Your fragrance. You know Christmas time, how they spray you? Yes. They always spray you. Like the people who spray for Macy's at Christmas time, they could have cured Corona. All you need to do is get them some Lysol and say, do what you do at Macy's. Y'all ain't, this yes. crowd is tough. Come on, that was funny. Yes. That was good right there. You get a Macy's people, but you know how they spray you and then you yes. run up and like, you smell this? Bang! Yes. You're like, oh, that smells good. And you go over to the corner and they tell you, how much? $120. You be like, and we got, and this is the big bottle. Right, right. What? How much for the little one? Oh, it's, a, it's 110 <laughs> What's the little one? The cap. <laughs> You'd be sending like 110 for that. 100. You, you. If Mary was working at Macy's and she sprayed you, you said, what's that? And she pulled out and you said, how much? She'd say, everything you made last year. Mm -hmm. I made 100,000 last year. Mm -hmm. I made 80,000. It's worth all. You might be short. Yeah. You might even have to go finance it. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to get y'all to understand. I don't know how she got it. Maybe she worked. Mm -hmm. Maybe she. Maybe this was her life. Yeah. But what, what she's showing you here is that everything that society tells me I'm worth mm -hmm. is not worth what he is meant to me. Yes. And she comes and everybody, Lazarus reclining. Lazarus is a star now. Yeah. Lazarus is a superstar. Come on, y'all. <laughs> that's, that's my man Lazo. Lazity Lazo. Lazo, brother Lazo. Welcome to Church City, y'all. Where we remake everybody's name. Hang around long enough, you're going to have a new name around us. But brother Lazarus was there reclining, and then boom, Mary enters the room. And the Bible says she walks over with the perfume. Now, everybody knows what kind of perfume is that. They. That's nard. <laughs> Come on, y'all. Y'all know nard. <laughs> you know, when you roll up in a Tesla and the wings pop up. <laughs> Come on, nobody noticed me when I roll up in the Prius. I roll up in the Prius, they'd be like, what is he? Parking me, the guy? <laughs> but if I roll up next week and I said, and I walked out. That's nard. 
Nard is in the room. Y'all get it? And so she, come on, y'all. So she, <laughs> so she walks up, and the Bible says she pops it open. And she, this is what, three things you see in this room. Three things. Three types of people at this table. You got the people who God does things in their life, and they got a great testimony. That's Lazarus. Then they got those that are at the table that just love to serve Jesus, Martha. And then you got those at the table that worships. All three of us, and we're all different. Some people might not be good at the expression of worship, but they can tell what God has done in their life. Some people might not be able to articulate all that he's done, but they show what he's done by the way they serve. Come on, somebody. And some people might not be able to tell the testimony or they might not be able to serve as good. But what they can do is change the room with a worship. And Mary walks in. Cracks open the bottle of nard. Everybody knows the smell. People are watching like, what's she getting ready to do? Jesus is going to stop her. And she begins to anoint his feet. Not even his head. She puts it at the feet of Jesus. You know why? The Bible says how beautiful are the feet of them that bring good news. She was telling the world, these feet have brought me life. And no matter what I've attained in life, it is not equivalent to what these feet have done for me. And she begins to anoint it. And she doesn't take a cloth. You see, normally people can anoint you and pour stuff on your head. People might do that for one another, but the job of the feet was for servant. She went to the feet. She didn't care about her status. And not only did she care about her status, she didn't even take a cloth. She took her glory. The hair of a woman is her glory, the Bible talks about. And she began to wash his feet. Now there's a fourth person who's at the table. Brother Lazo reclining to the good smell of nard. Martha is serving with nard in the atmosphere. <laughs> Let me tell you. And married and changed the atmosphere by her worship. Yes. How many of you know you can change the atmosphere when you begin to worship? Yes. Yes. You see, sometimes you got to in your house when the enemy attacks you. Listen, don't knock it till you try it. Yes. There might be a depressive overwhelming spirit that wants to steal your joy. Now I know the world tells you therapy and pills and all of that and I'm not a doctor who's against any of that. But there is a third option that I find for me, oh my gosh. Because all of the problems I have is with bad perspective. There is something that shifts my perspective. It's when I raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies. I choose to say your feet are precious to me, Jesus. 
raise a hallelujah. And the atmosphere changes. And it even reveals the thing at the table. You see, the hallelujah just don't make everybody feel good. As a child growing up, I know about this firsthand. I've watched my Pentecostal father pray. And the house was filled with praise. And I've watched people worshiping and getting delivered. And I've watched demon possessed people try to run up on him with a knife to be frozen on stage. You can't take what God has done in my life and shown me away from me. There are things that he's done. I write on this stage as a teenager. Somebody walked in off the street and, and I was in here wrapping up a storm and we were finished and we were worshiping. We broke out. See, that's the problem with Christian hip hop today. They, they, they done moved away from the God yes. that we did this for. Yes. Now they all want any. Y'all, yes. I, don't, I don't care. They don't, they don't write about me anyway. Hallelujah. They don't blog about me anyway. Yes. But uh, 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 you understand what I'm saying? Uh, and we had worship in this place. Yes. We called it the emergency room. Oh, yeah. Because we felt the world needed a place where they could come and yep. heal. Yep. And yep. so we were praying and I laid my hands on a brother right here. And the brother said, I said, what in the world? <laughs> right. I seen this movie. <laughs> you about to spin your head around. I turned to the other brother, I said, listen, I'm, I'm saved, but I, like, I'm, I'm not on that. And we as young men cast yes. the devil. Let me tell you something. Worship don't only allow you to be set free in your mind. It exposes the place. Yes. Let God arise. Yes. And every enemy, that's why the one thing the devil would want you to do is not talk about the Jesus in your house. Yes. Put him on your doorpost. Right. Put scriptures all over your house. Come yes, on, somebody. Yes. Everywhere you go, let the enemy know this is a house that loves the Lord. Yes, yes. And the Bible says, oh, I'm taking so long y'all to get to my point. Y'all, 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 it's good. raining outside. And y'all good? Come on, give me some feedback. <laughs> and the Bible says this. The Bible says that while Lazarus is reclining, Martha's serving, Mary, there's another brother over in the corner. Can you help me with this mic? Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. There's another brother. Mm-hmm. Gee, check, check. There you go. Amen. And the other brother is over in the corner. He saw the nard. <laughs> he watched the nard as it came down the stairs. He watched the nard as it opened up. The nard is bothering him. But you know you're in the presence of God. So the evil you want to say, you got to spiritualize it. Be careful of everybody who claimed to be a prophet and got a word. We live in the era of the internet prophets. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. And the television prophets. If God ain't never tell me nothing for nobody, I ain't got no word for you. Yep. I remember one time I went to a retreat, Stacy, and the man who Shafford is there, we all, we in camp style, we all bunking together, so the man said, Pastor Rich, what's the Lord saying to you for me? 
I thought about it. I said, I could get money from this dude right now. <laughs> I could tell him the Lord said, you ought to sow. <laughs> but I'm too fearful of God. Yes. Yes. You see, these, y'all ain't saying nothing to yeah. me. And so what I said to him, he said, Brother Richie, what's God saying to you concerning me? I said, Nothing. <laughs> now, if you let me sleep, I got to preach in the morning. Maybe he'll say something in that sermon. But as of now, God ain't saying nothing, but me is secretly saying, shut up. <laughs> yes. I don't know what that got to do with the sermon. <laughs> Brother Judas yeah. is over here watching the Nard. And you know I can't say what I really want to say, so I got to say it's spiritual. Uh -huh. So he turns. He says, "What a waste! <laughs> so many people that are hungry in the world, uh -huh. that are poor. I ain't never seen Judas in that whole Bible ever say, Jesus, when we gonna do prison right, ministry? Right. Jesus, when we gonna feed the poor? All of a sudden." Yeah. He turned. And there are people that always want to tell the church what they ought to do. It's true. Mm -hmm. It's true. I'm about to talk in a minute. Oh, and he yeah. turns and he says, all of this could have been sold. This is a year's worth of salary. And we could have fed so many people. Bro, didn't you just see Jesus feed 5,000 with no salary? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh -huh. yep. Didn't you see Jesus do all of this without a dime? Y'all ain't saying nothing. Yeah. Yeah, you, see, you see, I know we got the message today that said Jesus was wealthy. And when I read how he fed 5,000, yeah. it was a little boy with five loaves and two fish. And he said, that's all I need. Yeah. You see, oh, y'all ain't understand. Yeah. Little is much when Jesus is in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and God are always the majority. Oh, gosh. You and God are always the majority. You and God are always the majority. Yes. And so he said, this could have been given to the poor. The book of John calls him out. John said, plain, the writer in the gospel of John said, he said that because he was a thief. Yep. And when Jesus wasn't looking, he would dip his hand in the purse. Yep. So really what he was saying is, that's not. <laughs> right. Could have do something with that. <laughs> I could have come up off of that little offering right there. That was my come up, Jesus. <laughs> yes. On your feet, bro. <laughs> come on. Pick your hair up. <laughs> Get that nard money. Sorry, sorry. Let me get civilized. We're screaming now. Here's the point I'm trying to make to you. There are people that are testifiers. Hmm. There are people that are servers. Right. They are worshipers. Right. And then there are people at the table who are just takers. Yeah. They just hang around to take and take and take and take and take and take. And then they got the nerve to determine what you ought to do. And all they ever do is take. They never give. 
There's nothing in them that ever pours back into the ministry. And there are people who's been serving for God, serving God for years who've got the nerve to put their mouth on God's house and all they've ever done was take and take and come pray for me and come visit me in the hospital and pray for my family to get back together and pray. But they would never ever give a second of their time to God. You've got to Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me in this church of God. They wouldn't even come to church. And any time any controversy or anything has to do with the church, they're the first ones on the front line to have a voice. That's why I hate on social media. Yeah, every time you go on social media, they're going to catch that in a minute. You understand what I'm saying? And Jesus said, Rest yourself. <laughs> I ain't got time to preach all of that. You know what I mean? What she's done here, she will always be spoken of. What you do with your entire life, when it is given on to God, it will always ring bells in eternity. And... Jesus said, it's time for me to go. This dinner was cool. But I got to go two miles from here. Lazarus, don't fear death. Because you know how I do. Y'all got to help a brother out. He said, Martha, keep cooking, girl. Mary... The nard was good. <laughs> <clears throat> Fellas, let's go to Jerusalem. Mm. Two miles. My foot's smelling good. Mm. It's got worship on my feet. <laughs> Y'all ain't saying say nothing to me. Yes. Yes. I got worship on my feet. Come on. And the Bible says, right? That he begun to move. Look, look, look what they said. Look, look, look. Put up, uh, what is it, John 12? John 12, 9. Meanwhile, a large crowd of Jews found out that Jesus was there and came, not only because of him, but also to see Lazarus, right. whom he had raised from the dead. So the chief priest made plans to kill. Kill who? Lazarus. He said, not only do we have to get rid of Jesus, but we got to get rid of the testimony. <laughs> That's why you got to tell your testimony. Right. Make sure in all your posting on, on social media, at some point you put a camera up in front of your face and say, I just came on here to declare who God is. Yes. I don't even care. That, that might be the testimony to get two views, but God only need two. Yep. Yep. You only hear yep. what I'm saying. Yep. Don't be taking a million selfies and not one of them declare that God was the one who made you. Yes. You are not taking a selfie. You are taking an image of God. Yes, to me yes, in this place. Yes. Make sure you and and the Bible said they said, well, we just can't kill Jesus because the problem is Lazarus still around, so we got to kill. And the enemy would not only want to kill your Jesus, he's trying to silence our Jesus. Yes. And then he's coming after the church. I know nobody want to talk about that because we are all meant to believe that we must play go along with the game. 
But I see what's happening. Yeah. I do. <laughs> I see that our kids are being indoctrinated. Yes, uh -huh. sir. And I see that you want to blame the church for the life you're living. Yes. I see it. And some of you know exactly what I'm yes. getting at. Yes. But I am not apologizing for no church and no preacher and whatever happened in, right. in yes. nobody's life. Yes. Because I've had messages that made me uncomfortable yes. too. Yes. But that's what the gospel does. Right. I'm tired of preachers who always walk in the room and say, I'm not here to offend, I'm here to love. Right. I am here to offend. Right, right. Because when it hit me, right. it offended me. Yes. Because the gospel does two things. Right. It points five fingers, four fingers to you saying you're a sinner. Mm. But there's one that's saying, but there's a savior. Yes. And yes. the gospel is not about you feeling good right. and comfortable in your skin. Right. It's about reminding you that you are fallen. Yes, yes, yes. And if I got to give up my proclivity, right. you don't get a pass. Say nothing to me in this house of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. He wants to silence Jesus and then silence the church. But I'm going to declare who God is wherever I go. This type of man, I don't know why I go. I just want to just tell them you love them and go home. Hallelujah. Y'all don't even understand the struggle. Hallelujah. And they wanted to kill Lazarus. For on account of him, many of the Jews were going over to the church and believing, oh, that the church of Jesus Christ would be the reason again that many are getting saved. Come on, somebody. And the next day, the crowd came, the Bible says, that gathered around him. And they came from everywhere. As he began to walk into Jerusalem now, Sister Sherry, they started coming from everywhere. People were like, oh, snap, we don't even got to travel to Bethany. He's on the way. They were in front of the temple, the Bible says. Some of them asked him, do you think he's going to come? Do you think he's going to show up? Do you think he's going to come? Do you think he's going to this man named Jesus? I heard about you. You heard about him? Yeah. He heard he healed Jairus' daughter. That same man is coming. Yeah. You remember blind Bartimaeus? Yeah. He healed him. He, he, he was blind in his eye and couldn't see. He's right. coming. He's coming. There's Jesus. You remember, they didn't have social media back then. They didn't have TV. So if you were ever going to yeah. see Jesus, this was a once-in-a-lifetime right. opportunity. There was a woman with the issue of blood. Right. She was sick. Oh, and she touched him and she was yes. made whole. He's, is he coming? Is he coming? Yeah. And somebody said, Jesus is coming. Oh. And so people showed up in the crowd for different reasons. Some people said, he's going to be our political leader now. He's going to smash the governments of the world. And some people ran out and they all began to grab palm branches. And they began to drop it at his feet. Right. And they began to shout, Hosanna! Yes. Hosanna! Some people way in the back couldn't see him because he was so far. Hosanna! Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes! In the name of the Lord. Why were they screaming like this? Because that word meant, save us. Yes, yes. We are no oppression. Right. This is a godless world. Right. Make no mistakes about it. It was worse in the political climate in the yes. time Jesus came yes. than it is now. Yes. And so they said, we want a way out. Right. I don't know about you, but have yes. you ever felt yes. like, yes. save me. Yes. 
I don't know what you might be need saving from. Some of us might be need saving from our past. From our childhood, from molestation, that every time you try to move on in life, it is there to pull you back. And here comes Jesus, and all you got in you is a Hosanna! Your marriage is falling apart. Your home is broken. Your heart is broken. Your money funny. Your chain strange. As they would say, oh, I'm real old school today with it. And all sorts of things. You are suicidal in your thoughts. You are lonely. You, you, you show everybody I'm strong. But behind closed doors, you have no idea what tomorrow holds in your life. And you are scared. And Jesus comes by and they shout, save me. And the disciples say, Three people again, mm. the crowd, the disciples, and Jesus, and, and the Pharisees. Mm. And as Jesus is coming in, he grabs a donkey. I ain't going to preach about the donkey today. Mm. They preached about that the last four years. And he's riding in, and they're dropping their palm branches. The other gospel says that they ran up to him, and the Pharisee says, shut them up. And Jesus says, if I shut them up, mm. the rocks will cry yeah. out. Yes. And he says... And he keeps on going. See, there's the people that is asking to be saved. There's the disciples that are saying, yeah, save them. But don't go to Jerusalem. Don't do it this way. Not a cross. And there's the Pharisees who say, shut them up. Because you go mess up what I got going on in my life. And Jesus keeps going and going and going. And this brings me to a scripture right here in John. Can I take my time as I get ready to close? Y'all yes. Yes, with me? Yes. I know, I know. I'm long-winded today. The Bible says here in the book of John, chapter 12, verse 23, Jesus now begins to predict his death. See, what happened here was after that triumphant entry, some Greeks stormed in. And they came to him and said, there are Greeks that are here that want to see you. In other words, what that's telling you, the whole world is yes, coming yes. to see who you are. Mm -hmm. And then Jesus said this when Philip and Andrew came and told him. Jesus replied, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly I say, unless a kernel of wheat... Falls into the ground and dies. It remains only a single seed. Hallelujah. But if it dies, somebody say, let it die. Let it die. It produces many seeds. Uh, what are you talking about there? What are you talking about there? You, you, you see, you see, I brought my, 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 my seed here. The, the, the problem is, let me, let me take one out. Let me take one. Can I take one out? Can I take one out? The, the, the problem and the thing that you don't understand about seed, and this seed is small. You see me? She going to laugh me in the car. She going to be like, you struggling with that seed. I sure am. I don't know why I took it out. You ain't going to see it. It's in the back. The thing about a seed is, is that when you plant it, you don't get that one seed. Right, right, right. right. No, you don't. 
When I plant one apple seed, I get back a tree that bears many apples and many seeds in it. Do you follow that? And Jesus is showing you something here. That if you've got a seed, plant it. Let it die. Don't be afraid to let go of the seed. Because your seed, hallelujah, is the thing that will bring the harvest. And Jesus said, he was basically saying, it's me alone. And the problem is they want to kill me. But I'm about to create a bigger problem. Mm. You see, if I just remain me, then I am just me. But do you know what the word Christian means? You you know, a lot of people don't like that word, and there's all sorts of arguments nowadays. Mm -hmm. I love that word. It it simply means they were first called that, what was it, Antioch. They were called Mm. little Christ, Christians, little Christ. In other words, the people started saying, these are little versions of the big guy. They, They got the little... Of what he is. And the point of that is, Jesus said, it's one of me. But if I die, (laughs) they they thought they were going to kill me. (laughs) But now they got to deal with you. And 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 they got, he said, if it goes into the ground and dies, it will bring forth more. I want to make this very practical to you. The problem you have in your life is that you've been asking God for food and for clothes and for stuff. What you need to ask God for is a seed. Because when you, oh gosh, when you have a seed, you have the answer to change your life. And to illustrate this, I want to take you to my brother Joseph. Somebody say Joseph. Joseph. In the book of Genesis, hallelujah, chapter 47. Put my scripture up there for me, if you will. I'm going to turn to it here, too. In the book of Genesis, y'all remember Joseph? I promise y'all I'm getting ready to close. I promise y'all I'm getting, I think I am. Hallelujah, I think I can. Hallelujah. In the book of Genesis chapter 47, hallelujah, and I know it's on the screen already. The Bible says in verse 15 that there was a famine in the land, a crazy famine. All the time we were reading about this famine, the brothers came, all this stuff happened, but the famine grew severe and more severe, and they had no food. And people came from Egypt, they came from Canaan, and they said this, right? When the people of Egypt and Canaan ran out of money, in other words, they spent every dime they had for food. Uh, all the Egyptians came to Joseph. This is what they said. Our money is gone, they cried. But please give us food. What they asked for? Ooh. Or we will die before your very eyes. I want y'all to see that. I, I, to paraphrase and to move on, they eventually ran out of food. Right. They asked for food. Mm. God gave them food. Okay. Through Joseph, he allowed them to have food. And a lot of us, the problem is we're asking God for the wrong thing. Right, right, I see. I don't want a handout. I want to know how to give the handout. I don't want to, y'all ain't hearing me in this place. I don't want, I don't want, y'all say what I'm, I don't want, I 
want to know is there a solution to right. the problem yes. and they've asked for food the bible says that the famine kept on raging and they ran out of food again this time the same two sets of people came and they said to joseph give us food or we will die and joseph said well what y'all got this time y'all ain't got no money mm. joseph was smart yep. joseph in the middle of the pandemic was pandemic hallelujah <laughs> uh, <laughs> y'all get it though. Yeah. Uh, and he said, he said, what y'all got? They said, we got livestock. But yeah. what good is the livestock if there's no vegetation? They'll die anyway. Joseph said, give me all the livestock and I'll give you food. Yeah. So he took all the livestock and now he gave them food. They came back a third time. Because mm -hmm. all the food was gone. Mm -hmm. And I want y'all to see something I found in the scripture that blew my mind. On the third time they came back. Mm -hmm. Go back. This time, the Bible says, right? Uh, uh, in verse 23, so Joseph said to all the people, because this is what they came, the third time, the third time, this is what they came and did. Take my scripture off. Don't come. <laughs> this was the third time they came and did. They came and they said, we are about to die in your eyes again. We got no livestock. We got no money. We got nothing. We got ourselves. And we are going to sell you ourselves and all our land. So the Bible says Pharaoh now controlled the whole land. Yeah. And you see, whenever you don't see that there's a seed in you, and you busy chasing the food that the Pharaoh is offering you, and you don't realize that you have a seed in you, right. and you keep chasing what Pharaoh tells you to chase. Right. I am not talking about Pharaoh yes. in Egypt. Yes. I'm talking about your culture yes. that keeps telling you to chase these certain yes. things. Uh, when you get them, hallelujah, there's still going to be a famine in the land. Right. A famine in my mind. Yes. And my kids are still committing suicide. Right. And the problems still exist in yes. society. And there's still unrest. Right. Because you've been following Pharaoh's directives. Right. And you have followed it to the point where you've sold yourself to Pharaoh. Right. Pharaoh owned you and he owned your land. Somebody say thank God for Joseph. Thank God for Joseph. You know, Joseph is a typology of Jesus. Yes, yes. And on this third time, mm -hmm. y'all notice they ask for food. Mm -hmm. Look at what Joseph gives them this third time. Mm -hmm. Joseph said to the people, look, today I have bought you and your lamb for Pharaoh. Y'all got the man owning everything. Mm -hmm. I will provide you with what? Seed, so that you can plant the fields. You kept asking for food, but what you really need was a seed. Yes. Because when you plant a seed, you don't get back one seed. Right. You get back a harvest. Yes. And look, look, go on, go on, go on. But what he says, what he says, he says, I plant a seed. But when the crop comes in, one-fifth of your crop will belong to Pharaoh taxes. People got a problem blessing God through tithe and offering and will come with every New Testament scripture to yeah. get rid of tithe and offering. But the government takes your 10%, 15 how much ever tax, you don't ever even see it. You don't never make no blogs about why the government is wrong. You don't never, you just vote them in every time and give them their tithe. But when it comes to God, 
Y'all ain't saying nothing to me in this place. Look, 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 look. One fifth of your crop belong to Pharaoh. But look at Pharaoh. Look at, look at Joseph. You may keep the remaining four fifths as seed for your fields and as food for you, your households and your little ones. Somebody say, plant it. Plant it. You got to plant it. The problem is, put back my scripture what Jesus was saying about the seed dying. The problem with planting is we don't never want to plant because something has to die. Right, right. You got to let go of something. You serve in Jesus, you want the fruits of what it means to serve Christ. You can't serve Christ and the world. You can't do both. Bitter and sweet don't come from the same fountain. You can't do both. You can't see the benefits of the kingdom living the world's way. A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. You can't worship God on Sunday And, and, and that's the same principle. And a lot of us will never see a harvest in our life. You can't want to be married. You can't want to be a good father. You can't want to be a good business person. You can't want to be a person of integrity out in the world. You can't be a, a, whatever, a, a good career person, whatever it is, a good citizen, and have things that are contrary being planted there too. Right. It's not going to work. You can't plant apples and get oranges. Right. And the problem with people is they don't like to plant because Jesus said it best in planting something has to die. You don't even see what happens under the soil. It's dark. You have no idea. You just got to trust God. And a lot of people don't want to give up their life because they think the seed that I got. Now, these are pepper seeds. They grow some pepper that my wife, we've been put on to. This is some next level. Let me tell you, this pepper here. It don't even burn. It got it got flavor. <laughs> Somebody introduced us to this. Yes. What is it? It's pepper. <laughs> you got to pay me for that. <laughs> you know what the problem is? This is worthless. Mm-hmm. I don't got pepper. Mm-hmm. I gotta see. And the only way I will get the harvest, I got to let it go. You got to let go of some friends. You got to let go of the hurt. You got to let go of what you cannot fix. You got to let it go. You can't hold on to the seed. Notice that he said, notice Joseph said, plant the seed. And you will have fields and then seed to eat. Mm-hmm. He didn't say eat the seed. Mm-hmm. And many of us want to eat the seed. Mm-hmm. We want to, in other words, we want the pleasure of the seed, but we don't want to let go the seed. To see what it can bring forth. In other words, we want the pleasure of Christianity. We want to know God loves us. And can deliver and heal and set free. But we don't want to let go of the thing he's setting us free from. So I want to be free, but I want to holy hold on. So I'm not going to look at the freedom. I'm going to look at that. You love me. 
and your life as a believer is in turmoil. Come into church and confuse. And Jesus said, unless it goes into the ground and die. Put it up, put it up, put it up. Put it up. He said, unless, that's John, hallelujah. The last scripture, he said, I tell you the truth, unless it goes, it remains. But if it comes up again, there's a plentiful harvest of new lives. Go to the next one. Hallelujah. Was there a next one I gave you? And then he brings it home. He said, make no mistakes about it. This is not about you getting money. This is not about you getting fame and fortune. Because Jesus didn't make this triumphant entry so you could have a business plan. He said, those who love their life in this world will lose it. Those who care nothing for their life in this world will keep it for eternity. I close with this. It's either that's the truth or we close the book. Because if I wanted business principles, I could find it. If I want positive thinking, I could find it. But Jesus came to give you life and life eternally. He is telling everybody in this room and those watching. There's a way that seems right. It promises a lot. But at the end is destruction. Don't let the voices drown out the Jesus that's trying to reach you today. The Lord Jesus died so that you can have a life and have it more abundantly. In this one and the one to come. And whoever is willing to let go and say, God, just maybe if I allow this seed to be planted, it could bring forth so much more than I ever could imagine out of my own life. Let us close in prayer today. If you're watching in these cameras or you're in this room and you've never asked Jesus into your heart, Christ wants to come into your life and change you. Would you pray with me? Say, Father God, I come to you and I ask you to be the Lord of my life. Forgive me of every sin. Lord Jesus, I ask that you would wash me in your blood. And from today, I put my trust in you. That you died for my sins. And you rose again with all power. Transform me in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, somebody give glory to God. Hey, y'all, I want to thank y'all for watching. Please share this broadcast again. Text the link to somebody. Follow us on YouTube. Subscribe, all that good stuff. Listen, please, if you want to partner with us, you can do so. Uh, Be a blessing to us to help us to continue. We don't tell you what to give. Cash app, Church City USA, churchcityusa, gmail.com, or churchcityusa.com. Partner with us every little bit. You sow into us. Help us to Uh, Do what we're doing here on an excellent level, and there's so much more that we want to do. And uh, don't forget, register your kids for this Saturday. This Friday, we'll be back here for Good Friday, and next Sunday, we'll be celebrating the resurrection of Jesus. Visit churchcityusa.com and uh, pick up some apparel. Listen, God bless you. Thank you for watching. Help me say it, y'all. In the midst of the crisis, 
We are focused on who Christ is. God bless y'all. Thank y'all for watching. Thank you for watching once again. We pray blessings on you and your family. And we're doing a tremendous work here in New York City. We believe the Lord has called us here. It cost us. We are grateful for everyone that sows into our ministry. And if you're watching and you feel led to sow, you can go to churchcityusa.com. You can sow into our ministry. Hey, listen, every bit help. It doesn't matter how big or small. We bless God for you. And uh, we love you. And we want to continue to do the work of the ministry. Thank you. This is your boy, and I'm out.